Welcome to the District Creatives Radio Show, a place where DC creatives meet to discuss arts, entertainment, and the creative economy. Listen as DC creatives share the work and content they provide in this city, discuss the joys and pains of pursuing their passion, resources for district creatives, and balancing their passion projects with their paycheck. Now, here's your host, district creative, Savvy Sharice. Welcome to the District Creators Radio Show. I'm your host, Savvy Sharice, and I'm excited to present today's beautiful guest to you all, (laughs) Ms. Kelsey Glass, who is the founder and CEO of Kelsey Glass. LLC. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you, the storyteller. <laughs> Listen, I know we have connected professionally more recently, so I'm yes. excited. Just like all of the things that you do, I'm just constantly impressed. Oh, thank you, Kelsey. <laughs> well, I thought you would be the perfect person to talk about creative entrepreneurship with because of what you do in your business. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Kelsey Glass. Born and raised in Washington, D.C. Okay, D.C. Native. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I have a digital marketing firm where I mostly work with progressive organizations, Black-owned businesses, and like Black-owned tech startups, um, and a couple of nonprofit partners. Over the last five years, I've found out that our niche is really digital and marketing system automation, as well as design and integrated marketing campaigns. I have several consultants circa 2022 that I'm very <laughs> proud to have brought on. Yes. Um, but things are going really well. Tell me about your beginnings. How did you go from idea to full client roster? You know what? It really kind of starts off as a personality trait. And I feel like you have this trait, too. So when I graduated from college, it was difficult for me to work for other people. (laughs) Specifically the entrepreneurial side of my brain, which is like, I don't feel comfortable necessarily getting this percentage of some effort that I put in. Like Mm -hmm. if I closed a great marketing campaign and it did really well, economically, it didn't always make sense to me to not get even more. You know what I mean? That's kind of been to get 10% of the deal. You know what I mean? I'm like, at least give me 50, 60, (laughs) you know, so it didn't make sense to me. So from graduation, I freelanced, you know, I worked for someone for six months and then I was like, no. And then I just started freelancing. And I think the freelancing and hustling at the time, like bartending and doing a bunch of different things at like 22, 23, allowed me to never really get tied into working somewhere where I felt like I had to be there to make my ends meet because I had this hustle and was making it meet like that. And then after that, largely referrals and just Mm -hmm. people recommending me really secure like the solid roster. It's the hustle for me because (laughs) from the book of Jay-Z, you can't knock the hustle. Listen, listen. (laughs) Really can't knock the hustle. So, and we're going to talk a bit more, like one of my favorite things to talk about is, you know, balancing your passion and your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And when I heard you talk about like bartending and doing all these different things, can you talk about or share some insight? Because a lot of our listeners are in that situation. Mm -hmm. They have this entrepreneurial dream. Mm -hmm. You know, they have these ideas, but they also have these bills. Yeah. And they got these kids. And so it's like, how do I pursue my passion and still have a paycheck and feel good about the work that I do? Absolutely. I think it's largely about 
allocating time properly and also understanding your limits, especially your physical limits. So there are times where I'm like, okay, I can work two eight-hour shifts today or basically the eight-hour that I spent maybe bartending and then another eight hours building my business, but that might not look the same every single day. So I know when I do have that time, I'm going hard. When I do have that energy, I'm going hard. But I'm also not burning myself out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe Monday, Wednesday, and part of Thursday looks like that. But I'm resting and I'm recuperating because even as a creative, and I know that we'll probably talk about this, but creatively you get burnt out and then you don't deliver the same way you delivered last week with, you know, any of the projects that you're working on. There absolutely is a such thing called creative burnout, Mm -hmm. right? And it's also like your mental health, which you know is one of my favorite things to talk about. Your mental health and your mental health status is going to have an impact on the outputs of your creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with that being said for you, how do you manage your mental health as a creative so you don't find yourself in a situation where you're feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed, depressed, and all of the things? You know, I honestly need to do better with that. And I know that <laughs> it's like, it's a conversation that we're all having more transparently. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate conversations I've had with you and other colleagues who really focus on that. And I do small things, you know, I'm a do not disturb girl. <laughs> so that really Do helped. not disturb is a self-care practice. You know, it's a boundary. And someone told me that on um, Clubhouse when that was like viral. Ooh, and I was Clubhouse. You know, and I was on there and I was a panelist on something and they were like, that is a form of self-care. And I'm just like, I, it helps me so much because I'm always in the digital space. I'm always online. So I'm going to see the message, but to feel no pressure or even angst, you know, when you feel your phone vibrating or ringing helps me a lot. Yeah. And then I also think creatively, there are a couple people like in my life that I admire so much creatively who are mm-hmm. just so low key about it. And I think just watching them, even pouring into them to be like, girl, you want to help me with this? I got a little check for you over here. Uh-huh. I know this isn't necessarily your focus right now. They really help my mental health because they alleviate that <laughs> the part. work that it's I'm doing. Strategic mental you health. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> strategic mental health. I'm dead. <laughs> I love that. So are there other things that you do, um, you know, outside of the that boundary and the do not disturb? Like, what do you find yourself doing routinely just to make sure that your self-care is inside? I get my sleep. That's like part. You know, I am not of the hustle mentality of, you know, staying up all night and grinding 24-7. I get seven to eight hours every night. Mm-hmm. And I go to sleep in order to get that amount of sleep because... Uh, the work that I do in my mind is running all day long and I have to be on. And when I'm not well rested, I am completely off. And as an entrepreneur, that affects your client relationships. You know what I mean? Conversations that you have every day matter a lot to your business. So you need to be on all the time. Absolutely. Sleep is my... So when you off, it's off. It's off. It's pajama set, bonnet, Silk pillowcase. And I'm and out. good night. Is it 11? Because I have to wake up at 7. Uh-huh. You know? So I'm going down. You know what I mean? And I, st- I really I started to do that during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I will say pre-pandemic, I was stretching myself. Mm-hmm. And literally, once I started doing that, I started to, to deliver better. And I felt like I was getting more recognition. I don't know why, but rest is so underrated. Mm -hmm. Rest and sleep is so underrated. And I'm not one of those, I'll sleep when I die people. I actually used to be one of those people. And being one of those people led me to be in the hospital with an IV in my arm talking about I'm exhausted. exhausted. Yeah, yeah. it's a real thing. So, you know, kudos for you for going to bed. I'm also just a sleepy girl, so... (laughs) I was like, listen, I'm tired, y'all. Or like, if I if it's too early in the morning, I don't want to talk. 
like, and I got a call at 9 a.m. and I can't even yes. talk yet. No. So walk us through like one of your work days. I know it's like nothing is typical because I'm looking at your website and your client roster. I want to read a little bit from your bio. It says Kelsey has extensive experience in brand development, digital marketing, social media management and development, press outreach and training. Her client based projects have allowed her to have ongoing relationships with major brands like Corona, Nike, Bazudo, Kettler, Apple, Heineken, Jim Bean, Jack Daniel. Should I keep going? Because I can. <laughs> Samsung and many others. Um, and you've worked with brands on inclusivity initiatives and develop brand strategies for underserved markets and communities, right? That sounds super fly. Mm-hmm. And me kind of being on the um, outside of your business looking in, it's like, wow, you know, Kelsey's at the events. She's running social media. It seems like it doesn't seem from an outsider looking in like laborious. Mm-hmm. But talk about like on the other side of the phone or your laptop, like what the actual work of running a digital marketing brand strategy company looks like. It's a do it's why I'm on do not disturb. I am <laughs> always on my devices. I Ubered here today. I only live seven minutes away just to work for seven minutes mm-hmm. on my computer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's a gift because I can do that. I can be anywhere. I can work mm-hmm. anywhere. But I am always communicating. I am being polite and scheduling emails for the next day. Okay, or fine. I am following up in real time immediately on Slack based on any request. And I think, you know, I have this conversation a lot with entrepreneurs who want to, you know, work for themselves and be independent. You are always working for someone. Mm-hmm. And my clients are the people that I'm working for. So as much as it's like, oh my God, I can do my thing or whatever, I really can't. If I have calls with them or if they have, if I have deliverables for them, I'm answered to someone. If you have an e-commerce business, your customers are your someone that you're yeah. answering to. So you're always technically working for someone. Right. So I get up every day and I'm also inspired by that too, though, because I'm humbled mm-hmm. that so many great brands and people want to work with me out of all the options that you have out there. So it motivates me to get up and be annoyed that I'm on my computer for 10 hours straight. And it's so cute. I'm like, Kelsey's just so cute and little. She just got her laptop and (laughs) girlfriend's just working it out. If you see Kelsey walking through the city fast, she probably on her way to take a call from somewhere. Listen, try to get in the cut. It's quiet. So you mentioned um, Slack, which leads me to one of my questions around just different apps for running your business. What are some of your favorites that you use inside your business? Yes. So I am on many Slack channels, and that's really just a great way to communicate with different clients or for different projects. Even if you have team members who are working on different projects, you can kind of group them there. And I'm sure a lot of brands and businesses are using Slack. I think if you are really kicking up your customer relationship management system, so that's like your email marketing marketing, your MailChimps. Um, HubSpot is my go-to right now because it's very robust. Ooh, what's HubSpot? Give, you us can, some, give us some insight. Your customer relationship management system, aka your <laughs> CRM. So it's your basic email marketing, if that's, you know, what your focus is, but it's also your social media scheduling tool. Mm-hmm. You can also really track behaviors on HubSpot. So if I have your email, I can track how many times you're coming to my website, how long you're spending on my website mm-hmm. and communicate with you based on that. Like Kelsey really loves clicking on this one item, but she hasn't checked out or she hasn't engaged. Right. Hey Kelsey, is there any way we can help you fill in the gap on what like that, that item or product or service is? You know, anyway, please feel free to reach out to me directly. So it's a really great way to 
scale your business, cut down on sales funnels and marketing funnels, mm-hmm. and see some conversions. If that's a little out of your price range, I really like Clavio as a CRM for people who have businesses on Shopify. Of course, MailChimp is the most intuitive and safe one mm-hmm. to get you started, but definitely scale to HubSpot if you do have the opportunity to do that. I love that. And then let's talk about social media. How do you use social media? What is your What are your feelings about social media? Social media has taken us on a journey. Yes. It's, like, it's complicated. It's a complicated, it's a complicated relationship. relationship. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so, like, where you are with your, where are you currently with your social media status? How are you feeling? And how does it um, benefit or is it a disservice to the yeah. work that you do? I think... I have always had a mentality of an entrepreneur or professional use of social media. So I've never really subscribed to, or I understand when people have to take their breaks or mentally, you know, they, they see their friends and family going through a lot of different things and they can't, they have to pull away or they feel like it's a distraction. But I've only kind of strategically used that, even if it's personal branding moments. So of course, mm-hmm. like posting the looks, posting where you are mm-hmm. is a personal branding moment. But as an entrepreneur, Every moment is opportunity. Yes. And so that's how I see it. However, when when there's trauma and there's news that I don't want to see, I pull back. But overall, social media can really get you in front of your audience for free. Unless you're investing in like a social media manager, et cetera. But if you have the capacity to run it and run it well and produce really solid content, that's not even high quality, just great things being said, Mm -hmm. you can do really well. It's a huge opportunity, huge tool. People have made millions by running their social media by themselves, you know? Well, can we talk about the personal branding moment? Yes. Because that's a thing that I think is like right in front of you and gets missed often. And you talk about that a lot. So can you share for entrepreneurs the importance of benefiting and being intentional about creating personal branding moments? Absolutely. So I feel like, like I said, every time you share a personal moment, it is a branding opportunity as an entrepreneur, especially because social media makes people feel tied to you in a personal way. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, unfortunately, everything I share is going to have a call to action at the end Mm. that could be related to my work or even a client. You know what I mean? So it's not just always self accolades and moments for yourself. But we are very complicated and layered people and everything we're interested in, everything we share is another opportunity to connect with a different person that relates to that. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like posting, you know, your look for the day is completely unrelated to your mental health business. Right. You can connect that to why dressing like this is a form of mental health for I you. I feel good. And that might be touch a girl like me who's like, you know what? Me too. Right. Tell me more, Sharice. Right. You know right. what I mean? I want to know more about what you're doing. So I think... You can connect everything that you're interested to as an individual to your work because we're layered, complicated, mm-hmm. black, okay, people of color. Okay. And so our conversations and work are intertwined. Right. And to your point, right, there is a personal connection because as soon as somebody posts a picture and they um, are pregnant, shout out to Rihanna, <laughs> it's like, I want to know how that baby, what, what's going on with my little niece? Right. Like, you know what's going on? What's going on with my niece? How's business going? How are you feeling while preparing? for this. Now right. you have this whole investment. You Absolutely. Know? Even, I mean, this is a funny story, but one of, uh, a girl I know just from social media, she was a caretaker to her grandmother. Mm. And she was showing the process of being her caretaker for two years during the pandemic and then her grandmother passed away. And I felt away. Because yeah. I was just watching On that her. journey with her. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a really, um, it's a real point that yeah. we do connect with people, so. And then the opportunity for her to share her experience 
experience for someone who might experience that in the future. Mm-hmm. Not to make it business center, but business is education too. Yeah. And so like you might experience that down the line. You have this person who literally went through this, who has this wealth of knowledge and the mistakes that she made, she can share with you so you don't go through those things because mm-hmm. it's difficult, you know? So. Yeah. So I want to talk about some of the services that you offer within your business. But prior, before we talk about um, the services, I want to talk about really how you price your services, okay. right? Because when you look at like a hoodie yes. or a t-shirt, Right. Or if I'm selling bags or whatever physical product I'm selling, it's easy for me to sit in front of you and say my hoodie is forty five dollars. But when you are providing services, you know, social media management, website development, some of the things I'm sure you're going to share when you talk about your services. How do you come up with a price point for that, especially as a creative? Mm -hmm. Because creatives have traditionally been known to lowball themselves yeah. a little bit or not even have their admin together where they have even thought about what is my pricing going to yeah. be. Yeah, I think the nerd in me, and this could be the marketer in me, I attach it all to metrics, mm-hmm. but I scale to that point. So at one point I was just like, it's $25 an hour. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. For whatever service I'm providing. And then sometimes it goes up to $150 an hour based on what that service is, if not more, if it's on retainer. But I look at data. If I say, okay, I ran this campaign for this brand, the previous brand that's similar to this brand, and at a cost of less than $2 per new contact, I was able to grow their email list by this. Mm -hmm. Now I can attach a value to, like, my results. Even smaller things, like if I'm doing outreach for someone and I know what the cost of their, like, trainings are, and I'm like, well, at a minimum, this step of the outreach process equal maybe this amount of revenue for you, so I can attribute a rate to that for a similar client. Mm -hmm. But it was a learning curve. And I am learning more recently, even having some borders and gates for service providers specifically to know what someone's budget is when they're coming into your fold versus spending time communicating with them. So a lot of service providers on their forum is like, what is your budget? And I've looked at some where it starts higher than I'm expecting to pay for, you know, that service. And I'm just like, oh, it's starting at five to 10 a month for this? Okay, well, maybe that's not for me. But you kind of weeded me out and didn't, you know, waste some time and energy because you have a certain caliber of clients that Mm -hmm. you're working with now. So it definitely it took me a couple of years to figure it out. I think I still lowball myself sometimes, but then it kind of balances itself out with, you know, larger contracts coming to the fold and I'm just appreciative of it all. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really great. And I, I hear you talking about data. So if you could simplify for like a new entrepreneur who just, they just started, they yeah. don't even have no data to work with. Yeah. What advice would you give for pricing your creative projects and work? So I, the first level I would say is, how long do you think something's going to take you to do? Mm-hmm. And what is a comfortable hourly rate mm-hmm. that makes you feel like that was worth your time? That is like where I started with. And it started to scale up. Like, you know, I want to charge $100 an hour because I am really investing a lot of creative energy on this. And I feel like it's going to convert for those people. Now, if it doesn't, I'm sorry, I'll try again. <laughs> I'll come back in the fold and double it up for you, right? Right. But that is the goal. So I think feeling what you feel comfortable with based on your effort, your creativity, even your skills, Set. You have an idea. You have a number in mind. Mm-hmm. You have a number in mind. And it's crazy because we get so like nervous. It's like, but it's shoot like, your shot. You have a number, number in mind. And But also be smart about what you think their budget is realistically. True. Do your research. How yeah. big is their team? What does their current business model look like? Mm-hmm. So you won't get shot down. True. But, you know, shoot your shot. You know what you want, what you feel comfortable with. And have a minimum and then kind of go a little bit above it. 
and you'll soon find. Like, I shot the shot recently, and I was like, oh, $5,000 for this. And they were like, okay, cool. Well, where do we send the, Where do we send our payment? And my minimum may have been like $2,500 for something. Right. And I was just like, you know? I'm going to do that again. I cried a little bit. I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. You know? So, But I did my research. Like, I feel like they can afford this, mm-hmm. and they would invest this, you yeah. know? So... That's dope. So what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? How long have you been in business? So I would say officially as like a full-time entrepreneur for five years. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Started a bit before that, though. Yeah, I mean, because I'm sure you was, you know, you was doing the Boston, you was doing all the other things. Events, all the things, Uh you know. (laughs) But yeah, I I would say five years. Um, I don't think you got to your question. The biggest lesson. Oh, the biggest lesson. What was the biggest lesson? You know what? I think the biggest lesson, and this could be just off of recent experience, is don't be so nice that you wear yourself out or make yourself too thin. And that's going back to those rates. It's like, you know what? I really want to work in this space and I want to do this. And then you resent the experience or you Mm. resent the person, even though you're the one that told them the rate. And now they're maxing out that rate at, you know, whatever it is, $500. And you're like, I'm drowning. I don't even have time for other really, you know, projects because of this. So I feel like don't be too nice, but be strategic. Something that I've been running into recently is be, be more available for things that maybe someone can't afford. But like mm-hmm. I do free consultations sometimes where I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I really believe in your business. And although I don't want to charge you this amount, I do want to be available and accessible. So hopefully you scale. And then in six months, you're like, okay, Kelsey, I'm in the fold and I got the rate right, for you. Okay. So, I, you know, be accessible, but don't say yes to everything just because you're starting out or because you're excited that someone asked. Absolutely. And with the lessons that you've learned, what are some of your big goals? Like, where do you see your business in the next five years? I think, so I was talking about this yesterday, probably tipsy after the, <laughs> after the Super Bowl, having like a heart-to-heart. But I definitely want to have an agency that employs other creatives. There are so many people that reach out to me and brands that I've worked with before that either I don't have the capacity to mm-hmm. or maybe don't have the skill set that they're looking for now. But they're like, right. Kelsey did something similar. So and I'm like, well, there are people who do this better. I would really love, I'm hoping this year, to have a plethora of creatives that I can plug into different opportunities who are scaling, growing, or even fully staffed and, you know, bringing in new projects for their team. I've realized that is my ultimate goal. I love that. Yeah. Well, you kind of, I mean, I love this. The, the <laughs> guests just lead me right into my next question because my <laughs> next question is very on par for the course. And it is, what does this saying collaboration over competition mean to you? Uh, it means everything to me. I think... Let's get it on a shirt. Yeah. It means means everything to me. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of the best information and like education I've got in the marketing space has been in collaborative environments. Mm -hmm. And literally my best clients have come from referrals from either people who do similar work or someone who has worked with me before. And it just feels great. I feel like having that type of positive energy and leaving a positive impact on people because you're willing to collaborate, you're willing to share. Like sometimes if someone can't afford services, I'll train their team. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, you know what? I have an hour on Friday. Let's do a free training because I think there's opportunity for you or for them to do similar work and scale because girl, I'm getting 10 emails today about inquiries and I can't handle that. Do y'all want, you know, some of this? You know what I mean? Here's an opportunity for you. So I'm a collaborator to the core. 
Love that. Do you have support within your business now? Are you a one-woman show or do you have some behind-the-scenes kind of assistance? I do. I have support. I have a project manager. I have, like, three consultants that I work with. I'm hoping to hire a full-time assistant this year, which is, like, another thing because I'm working through benefits and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of my goal with the agency is to pivot away from Kelsey Class LLC Um, because even with some of my consultants, you know, they'll get feedback like, Where's Kelsey? You know, Kelsey's not on the call. And I'm just like, it is because I mean, these people face and it's like, I cannot scale like that. No, that's so true. It's impossible. But I'm appreciative and I'll keep Kelsey Glass LLC for the other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my goals is to hire more full-time associates this year and to pivot the name a bit. Same types of services, um, just so people are more open to interacting with different people. The people are like, I signed up for Kelsey Glass and I would like to have Kelsey Glass, please. Listen, and I'm there. I'm there. You know, they're sharing the information with me. We're transcribing the call. But, you know, I can't be there. Also, doing the work, too. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, if I'm on calls all day, I might be the one executing on the work. But Darla, my project manager, is taking the notes to share with me. Because I might be doing the work at that time. Teamwork. You know? Shout out to Darla. Shout out to Darla. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to ask you a fun question. And this is really fun because you've been a bartender before, right? So, I've asked guests this question about, like, if you were to create a cocktail, and your cocktail would have ingredients in it for success. So various things that you have can attribute to your success, whether it's organizational skills, courage, whatever the case may be. How would you fill and rim your glass with the ingredients for your success cocktail? You know, as you start talking, first of all, that is a very loaded and amazing question. (laughs) I wish I was hyper creative to like come in with the best answer, but I'm going to use it based off of my drink of choice right now Uh and attribute values to those things. I love it. So right now I'm drinking Don Julio Blanco tequila (laughs) with everything. And for that, I'm adding a layer of spice. Mm -hmm. And I think that spice connects to the entrepreneurial brain and spirit that started post-college and just having this energy and this work ethic and this hustle mentally to get you to where you want to be. It's spicy. Mm -hmm. It has a little spice to it, a little spark Mm -hmm. to it, but we starting with the tequila. Then I like to put some soda water in there. Now that is straightforward, professional, big cap energy, Capricorn (laughs) energy, organized, you know, on top of things. Not every moment is a moment to be creative. Some of the moments are for execution and keeping it black and white, straightforward. That soda water is what it is. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Then I like to mix a little tonic in there, right? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes the soda water is too soda watery. Give me a little tonic, and that's the creative energy. Mm-hmm. Add some tonic to that because being organized and being professional means nothing in the creative space if you don't have creative energy that people Facts. admire. Yeah, I would rim it maybe with, let's use like a habanera salt. Come on. It's, it's getting very spicy right I now. Honestly, that. it's the spice for me. And add a little lime there. You know what I mean? And that lime is... The collaboration, maybe. It's the opportunity to work with other people. It's something on top that's in addition to what you're doing with your business. Like, what else besides making money and doing well? I'm going to add that on top. I love that. <laughs> well, cheers. You know, cheers to that. <laughs> well, we just have a few more minutes left, and I'm so appreciative of our conversation today. Tell us how we can connect with you, your website, Instagram, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So it's KelseyGlass.com, K-E-L-C-I-E-G-L-A-S-S.com. That might be pivoting soon. <laughs> My Instagram is the fire, T-H-E-F-I-R-E, no underscore, you know, underscores or anything in that. 
and email me at hello at kelseyglass.com if you have any follow-up questions, if you're working on a business idea, if you want to attend an upcoming training that I'm doing at Black and Forth. Yes. That's something that's coming up in the near future. Um, you know, hit me up. I'm always available. I love that. I love the nod and the mention to Black and Forth since I have relaunched the show this year it's been something that has come up on numerous occasions so we're going to do something very specific around black and forth but I'm excited to yes. see the classes you're going to be free teaching. classes I'm so grateful for the work that you do in the digital space but also just in real life and mm-hmm. people's businesses and I'm just so happy to to know you and see what you do and make the magic happen thank you so much for having me I feel like I want to interview you next <laughs> Because you're just as lit, girl. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the District Creatives Radio Show. And we're just grateful to bring great talent, District Creatives, and especially I always pay super homage to D.C. Natives, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's the thing that we should be celebrating and honoring because yeah. a lot of D.C. Natives aren't here anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And you're still here making an impact and doing your thing. Knock on the wood, girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey girl. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> You've been listening to the District Creatives Radio Show, the place where DC creators meet to discuss arts, entertainment, and the creative economy. For more information, visit dreamvisionreality.com.